This Watkins Glen NASCAR Live Recap Edition of the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by our Patreon. Score exclusive perks, content, and contests, including our NFL win totals contest with a $1,000 prize. Join today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. We're also brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app to get last-minute tickets at the lowest price guaranteed. Use promo code SGPN for $20 off. We're also brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code DGEN. New customers can score $2,000 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on any college football bet. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with the code DGEN. Drivers, start your in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions. But since I'm on probation, I suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well. If you could talk about racing things, we could talk about racing things. Now, here are your hosts, Rod Gomez and Cody Zeeb. Cars went left, cars went right. Corey LaJoy was on the track as well for us as... NASCAR went racing around the road course races is of course the NASCAR gambling podcast here on the sports gambling podcast network he's Cody Z along with his friend Corey LaJoy I am Rod Gomez. Cody we are fresh off the heels of the cup race and of course what better way to celebrate than a live reaction show about what we just witnessed this weekend that's right first of all I wanted to say happy Corey LaJoy week the race is on Saturday this week so it's officially Corey LaJoy winning Daytona week. So I just wanted to welcome everyone to that. But uh, yes, Stephen Williams, howdy, howdy. Howdy, howdy, Steven. Going? Thanks for joining us. Man, we had a up and down weekend, Rod. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll put it that way. You hit a couple of really great bets. And, uh, you know, everything else was was kind of topsy-turvy. But uh, here we are. One, one race to go. One spot left open for the playoffs. 15 drivers actually locked in officially now. And, uh, man, here we go. And it all comes down to Daytona on a Saturday night under the lights. Oh, it's just beautiful. It's so beautiful. And, you know, the the way our cards went were quite a lot uh, paralleled as to how the races went this weekend, too. There was a lot of intrigue. The leaders ran away with it. I mean, obviously, the, the both leaders ran away with the race. Obviously, the Xfinity race ended a little differently than the Cup race, but there was still intrigue along the way. This was not just a uh, a simple, um, well, okay, follow the leader type of race. There was a lot of stuff going on, up to and including pit strategies, very limited cautions, especially when it came down to the Xfinity race. Um, and it was just, I mean, again, this is why, and I think we said it in the Discord too, this is why we eliminated the cautions at the end of stages in road races because now... You do have to worry about fuel mileage. Now you do have to worry about undercutting. And now you do have to make actual strategy calls from the box. 
that will get you a win or at least a good solid position if the leader, uh, like we saw today and yesterday, for that matter, run away with the race. Rod, June 1978 was the last time there were two consecutive NASCAR Cup Series races with only one caution, Riverside and Michigan back-to-back. Oddly enough, the race following that was the Daytona 400. Ooh, the Daytona 400. NASCAR man RR over on on Twitter there. And, uh, you know, this week we go to Daytona. And I believe this is, let me double check. I think this is a 400 miler. Uh, it yeah. should be right. Coke, the fall Coke race. sugar 400. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, man, crazy, crazy times. June of 78. That's insane. Obviously stage racing had not been around that long. So just hadn't happened since then. But, uh, yeah, it was, uh, I mean, Saturday, uh, was the ultimate, like, this is exactly why they got rid of the stage racing. Right. And, and the results ended up just going whack at the end, but all the strategy, everything that was going on throughout that race, we, we got that to a pretty good degree as well. So much so that it possibly cost a player or a driver is his shot at a championship this year. Like just cause strategy and not knowing what the hell we're doing, I guess. But, uh, yeah, it just, man, uh, what, what a weekend in racing. It was, it was some great races. Uh, our, our guy, Steve Shermer was there from the, the golf gambling podcast. I think he was a little bored at the track, unfortunately, but, uh, I feel like there was enough Ah, that's the one thing about going to the track. Like going to the track is amazing. It's always a lot of fun. It's a completely different experience. But like actually being able to keep up on everything that's going on in the race is a lot harder when you're at the track than it is when you're watching on TV. That's the only, the only, and it's just like a football game or anything else, right? You get all the information the TV broadcast is feeding you. So slightly different. But I thought it was a great race. And uh, yeah, here we go. We got we got one left. Especially road course race. That's definitely hard. I know from Sonoma, as I made my constant treks back and forth into the infield. Nick Fortune, what's up? Joining us in the chat. Gentlemen, how is life? It is well. We are doing okay. And then, of course, Ryan Cave saying Daytona will be another fade of nine. We will get to that uh, yeah, in a I'm hot out. second. I'm not, not betting him. I'll be rooting as a fan, but not, not betting on him. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah, I mean, again, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely talk about that. There's lots to discuss when we come back. But let's tell you first, because you have waited all year long, and the time has finally arrived. College football is actually next season. So are the traditions, the tailgates, and all of the great offers from DraftKings Sportsbook right now. New customers can score $2,000 in bonus bets right this second, instantly, when they bet just $5 on any college football. I'm telling you right now, I know that my Army Black Knights are definitely not favorites in a lot of these games, but I think they're going to be scrappy. I've seen the the, the tra- they're trying to pass the ball a little more this season. I think they've got a little bit in them. It's probably not going to happen, but I'm, I'm still looking for lines to bet on. I think I'll throw some of that extra bonus money over there. Kick off the season with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now. Use code DGEN. New customers, you can score $2,000 or $200 in bonus bets. Not $2,000, $200 in bonus bets instantly. Like, I got excited. I wanted to give you more money. It's $200, guys, in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on any college football bet. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook if you use the the code 
DGEN. If you've got a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in West Virginia. Visit www.1800gambler.net in partnership with Hollywood Casinos at Charlestown Racing. All games regulated by the West Virginia Lottery. Please play responsibly in Connecticut. Help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, Kansas. 21 and older must be eligible in most states, but ages vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com code slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bet expires seven days after insurance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.com. DraftKings.com slash football terms. That's the most impressive part of the show right there. <laughs> Pull off. That was died. I, there's no way I would not trip on that 40 times trying to read that, Rod. So full, shout out to you. Full on. Also shout, out, <laughs> also, shout out to Stephen Williams. Army's just a bunch of turds. That's right. Dang. Go, uh, go Navy. <laughs> Dang. No, thank you. Nick hey. Fortune. He's ready for the Hawkeyes to score three points all, all season. So that's exciting. Right. Uh, like college week football zero. here next weekend. Week Rye says week zero is shit to bet on. Uh, hey, just I think Navy's Navy's playing Notre Dame in Ireland, right? Just take them. They're like plus thirty one or something. Yeah. To quote J Mark, it's not a problem if you keep winning. <laughs> That's hey, that is accurate. This uh, is shout true. Out to, shout out to J Mark and, and old fashioned football. Yeah. Apologies. I read two thousand. It's two hundred. So the boss are going to get after me for that one. I'll take the hit. Uh, anyways. Uh, all right, let's let's begin with this go bowling at the Glen as we start recapping this this racing weekend. Of course, we just all got done watching it, so all of it is still fresh in our memory. Uh, again, like I said, it, the the cautions were not there, right? I mean, obviously we were we were this is a green flag race for the better part of it. Obviously, cautions played a large part in the middle part of it, especially going into the back end of that race, right? If Elliot had not ran out of gas we could have been looking at an even longer stretch of green flag run. I know the broadcast had said it was over three hours of green flag racing between Indy and this. So as impressive as that is, I mean, it just goes to show that, and and the restarts too, especially Watkins Glen, we saw that, that extra runoff area. That's where a lot of the the chaos and mayhem ensues. They were playing nice this week, especially on the initial start. I was surprised, Cody, that we did not see a lot more dive bombing and a lot more bumper car action, especially on that first lap. Yeah, I mean, I guess they probably watched yesterday and they're like, okay, maybe maybe let's not do that. But yeah, that runoff area is so different since they paved it, obviously. Used to be, I think, was it grass or sand before? I can't remember. It was, it was one of the two, but it was always a disaster. Cars just getting spun in there. Now they don't even stay on the track. They just use the entire thing over there. But, uh, although yeah, it's it funny. Just, did you see the, did you see the, the, I think you may have shared it where it yeah, was like, I saw. yeah, where it said the whole, all, all the cars were in the runoff area. And then it was like the There's actual like track. Yeah. <laughs> no, nobody was using the actual nobody track. Nobody was uh, using the actual that's, track. That's okay. No, it was, it was a very, you know, clean race. Really the only things, Suarez had his little spin out there, oh, uh, but got it going quickly. Obviously, you kind of cooked some of your bets there, Rod. Uh, but other than that, I mean, until the Elliott thing running out of gas, like there was no other issues throughout this race till the last lap when uh, when Larson and Dylan kind of got into it at the end there, but didn't didn't really mean anything at that point. So uh, we talked about it on the show this week. McDowell, you can't trust that team to go back to back. Not McDowell's fault by any means. Uh, well, actually, it was McDowell's fault in in a way with the uh, 
with the driving through the the pit box, not knowing the rule. Gotta know the rules. Uh, so sucks for them. But uh, man, it was impressive how quick he was again. Uh, but but as we had talked about when it came to betting, and I know you were big on it on the uh, the in between media show, uh, the back road, of course, uh, that that it wasn't going to be his week again, and uh, that did pan out. But yeah, it was. Uh, Man, I don't know. Interesting race. Uh, obviously, we'll get into the bets, but uh, shout out to Denny Hamlin. You know, and so that's the, yeah, we'll get into that too in a second. <laughs> but that's the thing about it too. And I, it, I know that there was a lot of people that were so high on Michael McDowell and, and I got it and I understood it. And guess what? Right at the, the beginning of that race, absolutely 100% backed everybody up. He was the fastest car. He was leading the race. But I'm telling you right now, this is why you can't handicap pit road mistakes. You can't handicap uh, uh, engines blowing up. Like Those are the things that you have to be careful about when you are are trying to call your shot. Good news uh, by Switch says, good news was that the pit penalties didn't ultimately matter with the engine going out. True. Yeah, because he did. It was, what, 10th again on that last restart. I mean, they they did recover. He got really lucky at the timing of that caution. I think it was right as he was serving his his drive-through penalty, so then it bunched him back up. Um, so maybe he could have still got a decent finish, but wasn't. I don't think it was probably not going to win the race after that point. No, I don't think he was going to win the race either. But, I mean, again, he was going to give it a good a good go at it. And there was a lot of cars that got mired in the back, and obviously we'll talk about that too in a second. So um, why don't we just kind of go over that? Because we, we'll go over how this race shaped out, because a lot of our bets kind of go with that ebb and flow of the race. So, Cody, let's start with what you got. Yeah, so close on this. Martin Jr., top five, plus 120, top three, plus 210. The top three was never really uh, an option today, but the top five was close. He ends up finishing sixth. I love Ty Gibbs, but I was rooting for for Truex to get him there at the end, get that fifth spot and cash this one for me, but unfortunately didn't. Uh, still had a decent day, right? Kind of in that fifth to tenth place area all day long. Didn't have the best car. Probably wasn't going to get... It, it was There was not much passing today as far as like, once things got sorted out, you were pretty much where you were. Track track position was king. We talked about it, Rod. It had been six races in a row. They won from inside the top six. Now it's seven races in a row. So, uh, and seven, was it seven? Is it five in a row for Hendrick? Because right? yeah. it was, yeah, four in a row before today and three different drivers. That's pretty impressive as well. But yeah, Truex, man, uh, you know, he did climb up because I think he, he started back in what he started 15th or so, 19th, 19th actually. Yeah. So, he did find his way forward for sure. Uh, sixth place, unfortunately, just outside of cash and these for us. Oh, and then he got helped uh, again too by the pit strategies and and the caution yeah. as well. So because yeah, he, he got really running. lucky on the the Elliott caution timing because I think he might have been on pit road at the time or or had just pitted, and so kind of worked out in his favor. Yeah, it definitely would. Which not I have didn't. Been a good day. I'd have to go back and look at it, but live I felt like Gibbs had already pitted. And then didn't Byron dipped onto pit road at like right before the caution came out? I don't understand how Gibbs didn't come out ahead of Byron. I guess Byron must have got back on the track before Gibbs came around. That's what it was because Byron had a fast happened? enough pit stop. Yeah, because Just, once he got man. on and the caution was out. I thought for sure because I had jumped on, on Gibbs before the race, nine to one. I dropped that in the Discord. That was looking pretty decent throughout the day. And I was like, all right, here we go. Here's our chance. But then obviously Byron still held on to it. And, and of course, ended up winning the race. But yeah. Uh, all right. Well, I had Brad Keselowski as a top ten car. Dude started in the back. I mean, a valiant attempt to get to fifteenth place at the end. He made up nineteen spots. I I, I just wonder 
what he would have done had he been able to start closer to the front because that car obviously was fast enough to gain that much. He, he did play some good uh, track position gambles there a couple times in the race, but unfortunately, ultimately, once you got into that 15th spot, I mean, he couldn't find his way around Bubba, and then Bubba started to move up, and Kyle got around him, and I just, yeah, at the end of that race, it was hard to make any sort of passes whatsoever. Brad Keselowski did his best to gain all those spots, but unfortunately just could not find a way to get inside the top 10. Like I said, it would have been nice to see what he could have done if he started closer to the front, but um, alas, we were we were robbed of a Brad K top 10, I think. Yeah, I mean, if it would have, you know, obviously he goes to the back to start because they made unapproved adjustments for the race, so that really hurt him. He had to fight, fight up those extra spots, no cautions to get him a little closer to the front maybe. Uh, so that was unfortunate. I did have a good day, which you saw coming. Again, at almost 3-1, to one, that's kind of just what you were looking for. He did lock himself into the playoffs, though. So Keselowski, Harvick, of course, both locked themselves in today. They will be racing for a championship. He did. Wait, Chris- one second. One second. Yep. Because we got to tell you about game time. <laughs> we got to tell you about game time. Game time is here, and it is saving you from having to worry about buying last-minute tickets or even trying to plan out buying tickets because with game time, they're going to take all that stress away from you by offering you all kinds of great deals on last-minute tickets. Plus, you're going to get all kinds of flash deals on several of the concerts, sporting events, theater events, whatever it is you are trying to see, Game Time is going to be able to help you with their killer deals on all the last-minute tickets with the best prices guaranteed. So stop stressing over the tickets and get hyped about the fun you are going to have. I'm telling you right now, I am just a procrastinator at heart. I will put off buying tickets until the very last minute, trying, trying to get some better deals. And in fact, Stephen Williams in here chiming in. Love game time. Been using it for a couple of years. There you go, Steven. A happy customer for a couple of years. Love that. So you too can get in on all the action right now. Snag the tickets you want without the stress with game time. Download the game time app. Create an account. You can use the code SGPN for $20 off of your first purchase. Terms apply again. Create an account. Redeem the code SGPN for $20 off. Download the game time app today. Last minute tickets. Lowest price guaranteed with the busy fall season just around the corner you might be looking for wholesome convenient meals for jam-packed days factor america's number one ready-to-eat meal kit can help you fuel up fast with chef prepared dietary and approved ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door you'll save time eat well and stay on track with a healthy lifestyle too busy with your end of summer goals to cook but want to make sure you're eating well with factor skip the extra tip trip to the grocery store and the chopping prepping and cleaning up too while still getting the flavor and nutritional quality you need factors fresh never frozen meals are ready in just two minutes so all you got to do is heat and enjoy then get back to crushing your goals refresh your healthy habits without missing a beat choose from 34 or more weekly flavored packed dietary and approved meals ready to eat in two minutes head to factormeals.com slash sgpn50 use code sgpn50 to get 50 percent off that's code sgpn50 at factormeals.com slash sgpn50 to get 50 percent off all right, Cody, I, I know I cut you off. I'm sorry, but lay out your next pack because this is what we expected to happen, right? We expected both RFK drivers to have good days. One did, the other, not so much. Yeah, they were both good days, relatively thinking. But Chris Buescher, top 10, minus 120. 
Again, it had been seven in a row before last week. It was one shot out, one spot out last week. Sorry, sorry for reminding you again. I know, uh, <laughs> I, I know that 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 wound still stings. Hopefully, I told you this week though. Double up on it. You'll get your money back, and you did pretty easily. Chris Busher uh, finishes seventh on the day. Started thirteenth. I mean, he was running running the top ten range pretty much all day, uh, or just outside of it, and then uh, caught that last caution just perfectly. Boosted him up in there. And uh, yeah, catches this one minus one twenty pretty easily. Chris Busher is just a guy you can rely on. Again, eleventh place last week. It's like it's that one small technicality of he still had the same good car he always has. He still did the same thing. He just finished one spot out of it. We'll blame that on SVG. And uh, yeah, he's back back to his top ten ways on road courses. Minus one twenty. This was a, a pretty easy bet to hit. There's a lot I want to blame on SVG, so we'll we'll leave it at that. <laughs> uh, I can't blame this on SVG though. I had Suarez as a top five car plus one seventy. I mean, he was tenth, right? He started tenth in that in the initial start, but that that he just hopped the curb, man. And listen, as somebody who probably wouldn't be able to handle those those bumps and those curves, I I put it on all these guys to be able to do that, man. It's the way they have to drive these cars around this track is so difficult. So anybody that can do it, hats off to them. Unfortunately, Suarez just uh, hit it one too many times, hit it once hard too many times, and spun himself out and never was able to really recover after that. I mean, like we talked about with, uh, with Kozlowski, right? He got kind of lucky with the track position and being able to pit, but Suarez, man, just dug himself a hole, couldn't find his way out, finished 22nd. I don't know what would have happened if he would have stayed close to the front like he was. Maybe he would have had a top five car, but those top five cars were fast, so maybe he wouldn't have. I don't know. Yeah, it probably would have been a tough nut to crack, but, man, that happened so early. Lap four or five, like, he was just kind of screwed from that point out. Your flat spot, your tires, everything kind of gets thrown off. Uh, so, unfortunately, this one just didn't really have a chance. Denny Hamlin, top 10 plus 100. Talk about no sweat at all. But uh, this one looks small compared to yours, Rod, the, the big one of the day. Uh, well, and this is so I, I don't know. I didn't go back and listen to the tape, but I did say that if we hit this one, it'd be better than hitting one of the favorites uh, on this race. And Denny Hamlin, a top three car at plus 600. I understood why it was a long shot. I mean, obviously, there were several times in this race we thought Denny was going to give it away anyways. So even we were sweating this uh, as far as the top three were concerned. Top 10 was never an issue. He would have gotten top 10 with his eyes closed, even if, like, three other cars would have passed him by. But the top three for Denny, like, starting on the pole, I thought, oh, my God, this was looking even way better, right? I thought, well, for sure, we're going to do this. I, I didn't think he was going to win, and I'm glad I didn't pick him as an outright because, obviously, he, he didn't win. McDowell passed him right away, and then Byron passed him right away. So he didn't have the winning car, but I, I knew he was going to be fast enough to get in the top three, and uh, I was pretty convinced about that. Cody and I we were just talking before we hit record, too. There was a lot of times where I thought to myself, uh, this is where Gibbs steals it from him, or uh, this is where uh, Bell steals it from him. And I mean, toward the end of that race... I was like, Denny, just hold on. I watched that. I watched that gap widen a little bit, and then it closed back up, and then it widened. I was like, stop playing. Just go. Just drive, Denny. Yeah, that uh, that last restart, I thought for sure that was when we were going to lose that one just because I thought Denny was going to get swallowed up. But, yeah, I played him in DFS today. He actually ended up being a pretty good I, – I was hoping it would be like Sonoma where he'd jump out, he'd lead the first 30, 40 laps until the pit stop or whatever, and then give it up. He 
only led like three or four laps before he got passed, but obviously holding on for second place ended up being a, a good play and, and won me some money. But yeah, the top 10, obviously super easy, plus 100 for myself. Great call by you for the top three at plus 600. Uh, we talked about it like he'd been pretty decent on this. This course in particular had been different from all the other road courses. And we harped on he's been qualifying really well on road courses. He does it again, a third pole between road slash street courses. He did it at Sonoma. Attract they've been too many times before, which is another comparison we used. He did it at Chicago street course as well. Um, but yeah, started up front and just kept it up there all day. That was all you needed. And, and I mean, this was, you know, obviously Byron hitting outright. I think he was 18, 20 to one or so early in the week. So if you had that, I know our guy Ty Tiger had him, a couple other people in the discord. So shout out to you guys. Unfortunately we didn't, but uh, this was better than had one of the favorites even hit to, to win this race. So great call by you. I had Martin Truex Jr. over Tyler Reddick, minus 115. Uh, Reddick actually ended up finishing eighth, only two spots behind Truex, but this one did not seem like a sweat all day. I mean, Truex or Reddick just not really in the conversation throughout the entire day. I guess he was top 10 in stage one, but uh, I, I think that was just because he kind of stayed out a little bit longer than, you know, some people started pitting early there. But uh, yeah, it, it just, uh, uh, yeah, Red, I mean, Truex, again, we talked about him earlier, didn't quite finish as good as we'd hoped. But still had a good solid day like we expected and, and wasn't Reddick's day, so uh so that one hit. JDK saying, I have a feeling Mr. Gibbs might have told Bell to make sure no one gets uh to Denny. Uh you think? I don't know. I I, uh, I mean I don't see why. I mean it finishing second really doesn't mean a whole lot for I mean as far as points, I guess chasing Truex, but Truex is also a Gibbs car. Denny, I'm sure, wanted to play don't let let the 24 win and don't let anyone else pass because that keeps the 23 car which he owns in the in the deal so i mean he's still in the playoffs so i'm sure had an almondinger got up there denny would have ran the hell out of almondinger to make sure he didn't if it was ty gibbs maybe a different story obviously being teammates being the the car owner that he's still trying to re-sign with might be a different story but an almondinger wasn't going to get around denny easily uh, Bell gave him plenty of room. I mean, maybe, but maybe they just didn't, you know, didn't want to race hard as teammates. It and, and yeah, like Switch said, just hard to pass. And I think that was the case. Kind of talked about that earlier. Like it was just tough to pass once once you got settled in. You didn't really see much passes. There's a few here and there, but for the most part. And I don't know that Bell had anything for Byron either. So you know, roughing up Denny wouldn't have probably gotten any good results there. And going into the playoffs uh, i don't think yeah i don't think i'd look too much into that if you know we talked about it on the betting show like if it was a larson elliott thing late yeah we figured that they would lay up and let an elliott or a bowman through just because of the playoff situation that will be in play next week the teammates will help teammates manufacturers will have orders to make sure a chevy gets in if they can make sure a chevy gets in over that toyota whatever the deal is you will see if it comes down to it you will see that happen at Daytona. We saw it a few years ago. Elliott probably could have won the race and allowed William Byron to get his, I think it was his first career victory, maybe even, um, but pushing him to the win just to make sure. Saw it last year, Tyler Reddick probably could have beat Austin Dillon, uh, but pushed him to that win to make sure that they were both in the playoffs. So uh, I think that uh, will we'll definitely come into play next week, but I don't think that was the case this week. And it really didn't make a difference for 
for Bell or Denny in any way, really. And really, that's ultimately what it comes down to is that there's no, there was no benefit for either one of those guys to actually be really at each other's throats, especially if Almendinger was that close behind. You start messing around up there, all Almendinger needs to do is just kind of wait and pick a spot and, and get around both of you. So don't need to do that. Dos Flacco says, need Dinger's cruise chief to say his wife is in labor for that T3. <laughs> get, a, get him driving there faster. <laughs> little, little, yeah, it's uh, put on the pedal. Yeah, I'm, I'm out on Colleg. I'm, I'm no longer allowing myself to place any bets on anything Colleg related. We'll touch on that more in the Xfinity portion of the show, but. Jesus, calling. Get your shit figured out. Well, and I was frustrated, too, because I had, I mean, it's not like I didn't want Almendinger to do well, and obviously, we we, we talked about it on the betting show. It's just hard to very, and we did it in the Discord, too. It was just very difficult to say, to, I have faith in AJ Almendinger, because it's just, does he have faith in himself at this point? No, obviously, now he does. So, we'll we'll take that into consideration moving forward. Not much to move forward to, but we'll, we'll take that into consideration. My next bet was Ty Gibbs over William Byron. Well, we know that one didn't hit. So, uh, but DK but had this priced right, not, though. Not a bad bet at all. I no. mean, look at Ty Gibbs' day and look how, how good his day was. He ends up finishing, what are you finishing? Uh, fifth. Fifth. He, AJ did get him at the end there. But, That's right. Uh, yeah, great, great day by Ty Gibbs, his second career top five. Oh, it's common, Rod. I can't wait to see his number next week. Maybe he'll maybe he'll get into the playoffs that way if, uh, if LaJoy doesn't get it done. But, uh, yeah, it was not a bad call by any means. Obviously, Byron ends up being the class of the field, but not something we saw. We didn't expect. Even if you would have, if you would have told me coming into the week, Byron wins this, I don't think that I wouldn't have thought he dominates the entire race. Uh, and yeah, Lutch says if if Ty came out in front of Byron, that last pit stop again, Byron got so lucky. Like you, you cannot say enough how lucky. He was to be that close to coming to the pits. It's a what? Two and a half mile track, 2.4 miles or whatever for him to be that close when they know the nine's not going to make it back. And NASCAR didn't wait that long. Once Elliot was on that service road, he pulled off. They knew it was going to be, I mean, they flipped the caution on pretty quick. So for, for uh, Byron's crew chief to be like, Hey, get in, get in, get in, get in. And they get in before it. You got to hit that commitment line before the light turns on. Otherwise you got to drive through and come back out. Like, Everything worked out perfectly for him, so shout out to them. But I don't think this was a bad bet for you. I had Joey Logano top forward at plus 700. I don't think this was a bad bet at all. He finishes 10th, the third forward on the day, but seventh place, Chris Buescher, was the top forward. So it's not that far out of it. Uh, I would make this bet again. Also at Harvick at uh, 12 to 1. Harvick, <laughs> the SHR crew, what a rough weekend. And in retrospect, Rod, uh, this is a track that calls for a lot of speed so maybe we should have saw that coming uh, i guess but harvick steel uh his crew chief rodney childers uh his mother had some health issues and he had to fly back he wasn't even at the race uh he was in the war room and everything but just kind of a a rough weekend for the the childers family and, and lots of off the track distractions so you know thoughts and thoughts out to the family of the childers family there as as his mom i believe is in the hospital hopefully recovering and everything. But uh, yeah, Harvick, I mean, impressive. He started 33rd. He recovered for a 21st place finish. But with there not being any cautions, with there not being anything to kind of turn this up, he was never really going to have a chance. But Logano, 7-1, to one, he, he was in the mix, only three spots from being the top forward. So uh, I think that was a good bet that uh, that I would take again. 
I am reclaiming my throne on top of the winning number. Uh, Swept it this weekend, Rod. Totally did, man. Winning number over 21 and a half. Got you two to one there on uh, Caesars, and I'm very excited that that hit. I needed that. I needed to get back up on there. This whole weekend was a good numbers bet for me, so uh, I, I'm reclaiming my bet. And, of course, like I said, too, it was it was just a matter of the guys that I had were over that number. I really felt like you had a better shot. Obviously, Hamlin's still in that mix, right? And uh, if you look back, Bell would not have gotten that done. Almendinger wouldn't have gotten that done. The only one that could have gotten that done was the one that won that race. So I'm very happy about that. Zemmerin Vance saying redeeming win. Yes, my friend, that is a redeeming win for me. I'm I'm happy to take that back because I needed to take that crown back. I was losing. I was on a cold streak with my numbers. I I, I was feeling very self conscious, but I'm back on the back on the mix. Had been a little bit of a cold streak, but uh, yeah, you swept it this weekend. We'll talk about that again in the Xfinity show. Um, I had Chase Elliott. I hated to do it. I didn't want to do it. Everybody did it. I knew it was a bad idea. I allowed my fandom to get in the way and did it anyways. Plus 375. He was fast. He looked good. I, I, I don't think there is an excuse for running out in the middle of the race, right? I, running out of fuel at the end of the race, when you're trying to push it, you think maybe he saved enough. Calculations are hard. I get it. Running out in the middle of the race, what the fuck are we doing? I don't understand. Alan Gustafson, like I have seen him make calls that have been so good, and it's like, holy shit, like this guy's been around. He's he was crew chief with Jeff Gordon, he was crew chief with Kyle Bush, like he's been around Casey Kane, like he's had some really good drivers. I think he might have been with Mark Martin for a while, like, and so a lot of success, but and sometimes it's like, yes, look at this, and like won the championship a couple of years ago with Elliott, so we know he can do it. Then sometimes it's just like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? How do you come up like two and a half laps short? On what you think you have left for fuel in the middle of the... I don't I don't know. And then, I mean, the TV broadcast was not very nice to him either. Like, Junior and Latart were both kind of like, yeah, it's not going to be the same as an oval. Like, what, what kind of math? The math is different on a bigger track. What are you doing? Like, God, that was fucking annoying. I With no cautions, I mean, he ended up being the, the lone caution, right? But with no cautions, lady would not have caught them, but... He was putting himself in position. He was seventh. You get a late restart there. Somebody dive bombs. You know, three or four cars go off. Elliott swoops. I mean, would have maybe had a chance. Plus 375, whatever. Uh, I knew it wasn't going to happen, and it was probably dumb to take it, but I couldn't help myself. Uh, Truex at plus 750. Again, maybe if we got that late caution, he would have had a chance to. Kept kind of, you know, kept himself in the mix all day. Uh, didn't have anything. Uh, Ross Chastain at 60 to 1. Where did he race? Ross in, I don't even know where he finished. 18th. Okay. I I, saw that moose car once the entire day. I don't even remember seeing. I didn't even know he was in the moose car this weekend, to be (laughs) honest with you, Rod. Like, I I didn't hear nothing about him. Don't remember seeing him. 60 to 1. I mean, whatever. He's 18th. Maybe if we get a couple of late cautions, you know, we saw in the Xfinity race how he could finish in sixth despite running 35th all fucking day. So, uh, you know, again, we'll get into that when we get over there. I, I'm fired up about the Xfinity race because God damn it. But uh, yeah, not not the week for the for the winning car uh, this week. Rob. No. And and it's funny because I even made the comment during the Xfinity race that like these guys out there running that that uh, car or that race like me after the fuel light comes on trying to see how many how many more miles I can get out of it. I'm like, all right, 
This is it. It says low fuel. Let's go. Let's see where I ran. Is it only 20 miles or will it make it 30? Which who's 20 miles are we talking? Uh, Zemran saying maybe this will humble Chase before uh, moving forward. Third best driver at Hendrick. Mm, Maybe. I mean, right now, William Byron's the best driver at Hendrick. He's got Mm -hmm. five fucking wins on the season. Like that's what Elliot did last year, actually, during the regular season. Five wins. Super impressive. Uh, William Byron is, is the undisputed number one at Hendrick at this time. Uh, and he's definitely cementing himself in there. So, yeah, Chase has struggled. I mean, it's no, obviously, you look at how things are. And, of course, the injury, I think, was was bad for both him and By- or Bowman. But, uh, yeah, at this point, right now, he is the third best driver. I'd, overall, I, you know, I think he's obviously he's a champion. <laughs> JDK just hates Ooh, Elliot. Chase. He says he's fourth. He's fourth. Not, Bowman is not better. No, Bowman is not more consistent. What? Bowman is not more consistent than Chase Elliott. Watch a race, JDK. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) I tell you what, you guys are going to take this to the Discord. I'm going to, oh, wait, hold on. I'm not going to tell you about that. He won the regular season. That's what I don't, everybody's like, oh, Elliot in the next gen car. And it's like, he won the regular season title a week before Daytona last year by winning five races. So I don't know if I would just say he's been horrible since, that's what I always see too is like, he's been horrible since, since Larson showed up. Five races is not indicative of. Move on. We're not going to have this argument. All right. I had Reddick. We talked about Reddick. Just did not able. He wasn't able to get to the front. Like, that's just really all the long and the short of it. He was a 10th place car or better or or, or not slightly better and definitely worse at, at times. So he was never going to win this race. Uh, and then Suarez is the other guy that I had spun out early. I tried to tell recovered. you not to take that. You one did, around. but I was I was telling you, it just, I don't know. I, sh- I, I would have been closer with uh with all right where, where's the band button jdk you're out <laughs> <laughs> we're just kicking kidding. just kidding just kidding all right uh all right well so that's it for the the cup race um really again it just it was a, it was a good race through and through it had a lot of its own intrigue in it but uh it was not necessarily as eventful as the next race we'll talk about and we will get there after I tell you about Underdog Fantasy. We're brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. The NFL season's right around the corner. Underdog NFL Pick'em is a great way to get down on your favorite over and under picks. They've even got college football. We just talked about that. And NFL preseason, if you're truly DGen like we are, of course. Make sure to enter Best Ball Mania 4. First place is going to get $3 million. This time I read that right. $3 million. Tell you what, I would love to win me some $3 million. I'm going to go... Cody's going to take the rest of this. I'm going to my underdog app right now. Never mind. Uh, You, though, can head over to underdogfantasy.com. Use promo code SGPN. You're going to get a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com. Promo code SGPN. All right. So the Xfinity folks kicked off the weekend on Saturday with their Shriners Children 200. Uh, Cody, should I just we, give you should I just give you a blanket uh, we, <laughs> a blanket beginning to this to to let it all we out? handicapped we handicapped this race perfectly, Rod. I mean, we called almost everything that happened, and then the end of the race happened. I, I, I <laughs> it's the same fucking thing that happened at middle was it middle high? I don't even remember. I don't want to remember that race. The same thing. Like we we're cashing all these bet and. What sucks is like from a fan point of view, like this perspective of excitement, like fucking exciting. Like I was tweeting about how great it was. It was awesome from the betting part. It sucked because it killed all of our bets. 
Uh, well, well, like not Tony. all well, of them. Not all of oh, them. Oh, okay. Tony. All of my bets. Rod still cat. Rod <laughs> had a great day. Not so much for me. I mean, again, it's looking back on, on a race like this, and I'm going to go through the bets here, but like almost all of our bets were the correct calls. Like we, we called things correctly based on how 99% of the race went until you got to overtime. And we've said it before. It's not burned us so much in the cup series lately, knock on wood, but overtime early in the season was just brutal. Like we had like a six or seven week stretch where we had the leader at the end of regulation and missed the overtime outrights. Like just you, all things get thrown out in overtime and it's crazy. And Ross Chastain finishing as good as he did is like, again, we'll talk about that when we get to that bet. That's the ultimate, like, yes, this race was nuts, but Sam Mayer, congrats to him. Two wins now. Rod, once you get that first win out of the way, you get the monkey off the back, they start pouring in. Sam Mayer is a legit Xfinity guy now. He is a legit threat to win. An oval win will be coming soon. Like You have got to consider him on a week-to-week basis. So shout out to Sam Mayer for getting it done. Honestly, and 1,000%, it didn't matter how the bets would have fallen out for me on this. It That ending, though, you can never, ever, and I love, I think it was you that posted the meme in our Discord where it was <laughs> yeah. uh, desperation move and then like all happy right. about the it's, racing for a win. And and listen, okay, here's the thing, okay? <laughs> I understand, and this is, the, this is like, I've been watching a lot of Revolutionary War type and listening to a lot of Revolutionary War podcasts, right? There is what England thought was the gentleman's way to wage war. And then there was the way that the Americans waged war. It was two completely different philosophies, right? Why won't you meet me on an open field where we can just shoot at each other until, you know, until all of us are gone? Whereas, like, we were like, nah, man, guerrilla wars, let's get you. That's the way these new drivers are. Like, these old, the older drivers are like, no, this is the gentleman way to race. There's a specific way, a code of the way you're supposed to behave. And the new drivers are like, Hell no, man. We are going to go out and we're going to race. We're going to win. We're going to put you to the wall if we have to. And I'm not saying either way is is really right or wrong, but I, I'm just saying that that's the philosophies that we have going against each other now. So you can't necessarily fault Sam Mayer for what he did to Ty Gibbs because Ty Gibbs has done this exact same thing to many, many people. And there's documents. You, if you just scroll through X for a little while, you'll see people giving prime examples of Ty Gibbs putting the bumper to somebody to move him out of the way. So this is why he can't cry at the end of a I mean, race. The Martinsville, yeah. The Martinsville thing last year is the ultimate. Like, Brandon Jones going to win the race, and he's going to make the, make the final four. You're going to have two Gibbs cars instead of three JRM cars. And, and Ty just dumps him for the win that really didn't mean anything. I, didn't even mean anything for points at that point because he was already locked into the final four. Like, yeah, the points are, are all even at that point. Like, it literally meant nothing other than he wins. And I'm fine with win at all costs. I, I don't have a problem with that. I don't mind when people wreck people for wins. But don't get out and complain about it after you did the same thing last year to a car that your family owns. Like, of course, Mayor was going to give it to you. Like, you had to know it was coming. Everybody knew it was coming. And that's just how it goes. If you... If you're going to dish it out, you got to be able to take it, right? That's how it goes. And, uh, yeah, it was exciting. Uh, <laughs> I thought I, for a split second there, I thought we were going to get the dominating car get spun out in overtime, and we get a new winner for the second race in a row because that's what happened to us with Allgaier back in mid-Ohio. Mayer gets the win, and it uh, looked like Sheldon Creed maybe was going to win that race. But uh, yet again, Sheldon Creed Sheldon. cannot 
anybody have worse luck than Sheldon Creed? I don't think so. Things literally fell into his lap to win the race. Still couldn't do it, Rod. And he brushed it oh, off man. as quickly yes. as possible. <laughs> he was like, oh, what is this? Oh, oh, too hot, too hot. No, I don't want a it. Trump? I, I don't want one of those. <laughs> you know what's sad, though, is that for our favorite Canadian, not from Canadian, uh, but from California, <laughs> like the poor dude, just when he gets out of the car, like that guy's face Every time, it's, it's like, like a puppy dog face. Every time, like, it's just I, like you, it makes okay, you feel Sheldon. so bad. It's like, okay. It's like when your kid looks at you and you're like, oh, <laughs> it just tugs at the heartstrings, right? Yeah, all you want to do is reach out and fix yeah, whatever. Just give fix him the a boo boo, right? You'd be like, it's okay, Sheldon. You're gonna win one. I promise, buddy. <laughs> your day's coming, man. Your day's coming. Uh, unfortunately, right. it didn't happen. But yeah, we, so we did make we bets. Get bets. Let's get into the bets, Cody. Justin Allgaier. Top five plus one forty. The lock of all locks. He starts thirty second in stage one. He's fourth in stage two. He is running up front all day long. I don't even know if he went outside the top five when he pitted ever. Like he was always in the top five. Uh, this bet didn't cash. So yeah, <laughs> I don't. Again, it's just like <laughs> everything about it was the right call yet again. Just he got fucked late. I mean, I think he was the reason for the caution that sent it to overtime. He got spun out and. Uh, just it's painful but you know here we are and that's is what it is yeah he got caught in that very last one with the 26 the 9 the 17 the 4 the 10 that was the big one that was the that was the big one yeah of Watkins Glen so unfortunately yeah it just ah, if it weren't if it weren't for that too who knows what would have happened because that was the caution that gave Sam Mayer the opportunity to put a good one into the back of them, which I had Sam Mayer as both a top five and a top three car, top five at plus 220, top three at plus 400. Again, I had said, too, it was just he has been, he's been fast and he's been confident. And when you put those two together, you're going to be good. And he was good all day long. That one car was third at the end of stage one, um, fell back into the top five uh, at the end of stage two, um, I think at the back end of, or was he sixth? One, two, three, four, five. He was sixth. So just outside of the top five. But again, a lot of that had to do too with some of the pit strategies and all that stuff because obviously no stage cautions. Therefore, there was not a lot of, and then of course, you know, it was the gas. It was the, when do you pit and how do you pit and where do you pit? And these guys were, were playing such a crazy strategy. And Chase, Chase Elliott's a little jealous of Sam Mayer's fuel tank. He never pitted, Rod. Never. He never pitted. Not to the end. Went to overtime oh. and still made it. Oh, my God. Yeah, he was. He, yeah. <laughs> if Chase Elliott had that gas tank, we may be looking at a different day. We might Chase be looking Elliott. at a totally different race. Here. I, I want to know what the pickup had left in it. I mean, it probably had. Uh, the pickup maybe never got <laughs> that was, touched. That was probably the most informative, like, cutaway car thing I've ever. Yeah. Like, that was. Hurt. Like I did not, I didn't know that's how the the fuel tank worked. That shout out to NBC. Like that was beautiful. The JD case is thirty eight laps. Yeah, he yeah, that was he last. went a fucking long time. Yeah. I mean, I get some of it was under caution, but man, uh, for him to not run out was was incredible. So yeah, shout out to you, Rod. Oh, I should have left. I had it in the document. I took it out. I left it for you. Uh, that's what I get for for being unselfish. You get all the praise, <laughs> but uh, no, I'm just kidding. Hey, we were hey, both a on win, it though. That's, that's a win. A, good thing. a win for the show is a win for both of us. What's exactly. mine is yours. What's yours is mine. We're what is this? Two hundred and I don't even know how many. Two fifty. Two forty five this time. Two forty five. We're basically married at this point. Yes, so. common law uh, yeah. says we already are. So, <laughs> shout out to you for hitting that, Rod. Nailed another one. Austin Hill top five plus two twenty. Automatic. Easy day again. 
just cashing all day long. Hill maybe had a chance to win this race at the end. Starts sixth. He's fifth in stage one, third in stage two, like second place. He's he's comes out with the lead late, like easy cash plus two twenty. Hit this one until overtime <laughs> again. Like mm-hmm. just uh, man, I again you can't be more right about these. And then it just overtime happens and it just wipes it away. And that's how it goes. That's why they call it gambling. That's why we run these races. Uh, again, all the analysis was right. Austin Hill, you're not going to get it this week. He's going to be minus 150 to win a Daytona, which is going to be ridiculous. Don't do it. We're going to say this is going to be the week. We're going to say don't bet on him. It's not worth it. Every other week, top five Austin Hill just keep hitting it. Like, I don't care what the number is. Jeez. Unfortunately, uh, <laughs> Same thing happened here. Yeah, I, don't worry. Was, don't worry. There's more, Rob. Yeah, no, that was a tough one to swallow too, because he was up there the entire time, and just watching that 21 kind of uh, slide back at the end of that race was just a heartbreaker. Uh, as was this next one, Alex Bowman actually found himself back. I mean, he had to start in the back, right? That was what it, he had unapproved adjustments. Yep. Had to start in the back. Dude climbed his way up to second place at the end of stage two, like he was able to keep himself up front after these uh, pit strategies. Uh, and he even, uh, Steven says, that's what she said. <laughs> tough one to swallow. That's what she said. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so <laughs> the thing about Bowman too, was that he just, he found his way up to the front. Unfortunately, couldn't stay that way. He did finish ninth. So uh, not bad for a guy that, that, you know, he qualified what he qualified in second, but had to go all the way to the back. So this one was looking pretty good, even from the end of qualifying. Got to send him back. He found his way up back into the side of a top 10, which makes me wonder what he would have had for anybody if he'd have been able to start second. Would he have been able to stay in fifth place uh, or even sniff a top five? So unfortunately, that one didn't hit. Yeah. Uh, again, just. <laughs> product of of all the circumstances he was even up there at the end and yeah caught up in all the shit josh barry over ross chastain it was minus 135 when i put in the dock i gave it out a minus 160 because it had moved this was easy this was not going to be anywhere close chastain was not going to be better than 30th all day long chastain was not better than 30th all day long barry had his his share of of troubles and issues and he ends up finishing 20th easily good enough to beat ross chastain who didn't crack the top 30 all goddamn day until overtime, Rod. And he finishes in sixth. <sighs> is, uh, or no, he finishes in fourth. fourth. Yeah, that's even worse. But it was this Daytona this week. I, I Maybe I watched the wrong – were we on the wrong track? I don't know. I know. Just, uh, he was not, like, nowhere to be found all day. Oh, jeez. It just – it makes me sick. But, uh, again – here we are, Rod. Overtime. Fucked another bet that was cashing 99% of the day. <laughs> well, this race definitely turned into a war of attrition, too, by the end of it. And the fact that Ross Chastain finished fourth, you're right, absolutely uh, just solidifies how absolutely nutso that day was. Um, all right, I had uh, Mayer over Custer. Obviously, this one hit at uh, plus 130. Look, Cole Custer, too, for his credit, he started fourth, ended up finishing seventh, um, not a bad day for Cole. It was just, obviously, he was not going to beat Ty. And Sam Mayer continued to just climb his way uh, up to the front the entire day long. Even when Sam fell back, it was, you know, he was playing the right strategies at that point. Uh, where Cole Custer, I think, even came in and topped off the fuel, I think is uh, what ended up happening for him, too. 
uh, at late in that race. <laughs> well, so. Cu- oh, that's what it was. So Bowman, when you're talking about Bowman, remember Bowman and Custer were the ones battling for, was it third place? And then they had their synchronized spin oh, after yes. they got it. They were just super aggressive for third place. I don't know what they were doing exactly, but yeah, they end up taking each other out. I think Custer spun like four or five times throughout that race. Still ended up in seventh somehow, but uh, obviously, yeah, great call by you on Mayer again. Mayer was the way to go, and, and you cleaned up on that. Uh, and, and again, these Mayer bets, most of them would have cashed even without the chaos at the end. Like He was still running second basically most of the day. So uh, shout out to you for that. Another one, Rod, cashing all day long. Austin Hill over Sheldon Creed, plus 100. Easy peasy, not a problem here. This one cashed as well before overtime <laughs> and austin hill was the uh sad victim of uh a sam mayer spin on ty gibbs and yet again uh that's a clean sweep rod uh yeah all of them every single bet of these until the winners was cashing 99 percent of this race and i did not hit a single one of them thanks to overtime <laughs> it's so frustrating it's to know that comical it like, is it is uh, just it, Everything about the analysis was spot on. If this race would have gone green, there was not a late caution. Like all of these would have cashed, no question. We'd have swept this side of the card. You'd have hit all your mayor bets, and it would have been like, what a fucking great day. And overtime, just we're not talking about him, JDK. I don't want to talk about Moelsack. I'm still upset about his oily performance at uh, whatever the hell track that was earlier this year. We'll talk, we'll talk, uh, we'll, we'll scroll X and see what we can find at some point, but uh, I don't yeah, know I'm that sure anybody had out that there had, uh, I'm sure somebody out there had them. So look at it, look on it, look it up on X. Uh, <laughs> all right. So we'll move on from that because that's definitely stings. But uh, how about Parker Kligerman, a third place finish for the Clig over Sammy Smith. I had him at minus 110 and this one hit. Obviously Kligerman finishing third. Sammy Smith, this one was a back-and-forth battle all day long because, you know, Kligerman was up front, running up front, and then, you know, the pits happened, and then he fell back, and he ran into a little bit of trouble, and then Sammy Smith and him were kind of right on each other's throats all day long. For the most part, it was Kligerman, and that was Sammy, and then it was Kligerman, and that was Sammy, uh, and then, of course, Sammy ended up getting uh, having trouble there himself. He finished in 19th, uh, but... Really, it was just a battle between those guys all day long. Uh, and if it weren't for Sammy Smith ultimately finally catching that last bit of of trouble for him, uh, I I don't know that I don't know this one would hit though. That's the thing about it. Kligerman was good, but Sammy Smith kept fighting on, and it was just these guys yeah, were with it, Sammy Smith. Like you can't trust him to get there, and I think nope. that's the thought here. And uh, guess what? He doesn't get there again. So Kligerman shows up on a road course again. I, this was a good call from you. Only minus one ten, so so that was a great hit. Um, I did have Sam Mayer over Sheldon Creed. Rod, we talk about it. These uh, these these head to heads sometimes one spot separates them. Whew. First and second. Finally, I hit a bet. This one was cashing ninety nine percent of the day and still cashed in overtime. Whew. Man, at least I at least it wasn't completely red X's all the way across my car. Yeah, it was again. That was a good one, but it was tough. I mean, should Creed have been able to stay up front? Who knows? Right. What yeah, would have happened too? Again, Creed should have probably won that race, but yeah. uh, could have, should have, would have. Yep. Um, all right. Second number bet of the weekend for me. Winning car number was odd. Told you it was juiced up for a reason. A lot of heavy hitters in the odd. If if uh, Gibbs would have won, still would have cashed. Mayor would have won, still would have cashed. Uh, 
Creed, no. Klingerman, no. But, yeah, I mean, Chastain in the 17, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, in the 91 would have made it happen. Uh, yeah, that's that's quite a bit. But Imagine if Chastain would have won that race. Oh, we After we had gotten done saying no, 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 no. So, and then just to finish it up, I had Gibbs to win at plus 275. That Which, been oh my God. <laughs> Again, cashing 99% of the race. Like, he should have won this race. I had Kyle Busch plus 225. I, I don't know that I'll ever bet on a college race car again. That was just fucking stupid. He never had a chance. All guy or 10 to 1. He had a plenty of chances. Austin Hill, Rod, it was setting up perfectly. We knew Mayer was going to take Gibbs out. Hill was going to be right there. He's going to steal this at 22 to 1. It didn't happen. But again, you take him because, Rod, he puts himself in position, and he was in position. If he doesn't get caught up in that, Austin Hill likely wins this race 22 to 1. It would be a much different situation of how I would feel about this race from a betting aspect. But uh doesn't hit. That's all right. Uh, on the next week. Well, and so even still, too, Austin Hill had the fuel, too. Austin Hill topped off. Everybody else could have ran yes. out of fuel, too. And, and that, that would have been. Yes, so we could have hit it that way. Uh, was, he, was he the leader? With all the fuel, yep. Yeah. He ended up being the leader on that last restart, uh, or maybe the second to last restart. And yeah, four he had tires. Four tires, yep. which, which I thought was the dumbest call ever. I guess the crew chief might know what he's talking about. Uh, and, yeah, Austin Hill, not going to take it easy on Mayer. No one's going to take it I don't know if you saw his Mayer. interview afterwards. Yeah. He ain't putting up with that shit. Mayor will be in the fence the first chance Austin Hill gets. Uh, also, I just want to shout out these young Xfinity drivers being trained so well to know what to say on the radio. Say, you know, Sam Mayer, oh, yeah, wheel, wheel hopped going into the corner. <laughs> uh, who? Somebody else had said something. Oh, I just, oh, it was, yeah, that was Sammy Smith. And who did he get into it with? God, I can't remember, but... Uh, yeah, he just goes, oh, I I just, you know, I didn't, I checked up or something. And yeah, like, absolutely, Steve Letarte. Yeah, I, I don't know if that's what happened, but props to these guys for saying, like, no, hey, what fucking happened? But hey, media, yeah, props to them for saying it. Media coaches are a real job nowadays, man. They got it. And it's the same thing with all, over the radio. These guys know that NASCAR is listening. Yeah. They know they're watching their <laughs> tweets. They know they're watching their social medias. So it's like, listen, guys. You got to you got to calm it down. Like no, they no got they got Chris it. Carter. Chris Carter's in there. Uh, you got to have a fall guy. <laughs> yeah, except uh, Creed. What I happened? Uh, I don't know. I don't. I missed that part. But yeah, I didn't. I didn't uh, hear what Creed. <laughs> did Creed yeah. say something bad? Because maybe he did. <laughs> his poor interview, man. I I was I was feeling sorry for the guy at the end of it. I wasn't listening yeah. to what he was saying. I was just listening to the tone of his voice. Uh, he just looked deep into those puppy eyes. He got that uh, that sad <laughs> song playing. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, Nashville said he was going to wreck. Well, I think that's well, why people are, have learned since uh, that and a few other instances. Yeah. But Rod. It's on to Daytona. It We're going to set the playoff field. One spot remains. If any driver, doesn't matter where they're at in points, any driver that has been running the full season is eligible for points, wins this race, they lock themselves into the playoffs. Oh, it's so exciting. And they're changing it up this week. I love this. Friday night, Xfinity Series racing under the lights at Daytona. Saturday night, the Cup Series race to lock in who goes to the playoffs, and the Truck Series at the Milwaukee Mile gets Sunday. Ooh. The spotlight all to themselves, Rod. F1 is back. 
IndyCar is back on an oval this week. I believe it's there at Gateway this weekend. Oh, man, we are in for a good race. I or good racing week. Daytona, again, you'll get the speech about how you got to take it easy because we never know. One of my favorite places to bet. We hit Austin Hill or Austin Dillon rather last year, 30 to 1 through the chaos of the rain at Daytona. Great weekend. I'm ready to do it again. Welcome to Corey LaJoy week. Let's go set the playoffs. It's going to be a hell of a week, Rod. Indeed. Uh, all right. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us. I think we'll go ahead and uh, uh, put this to bed and send ourselves ready for next week at Daytona. Like Cody said, hopefully the books decide they want to get some odds up because, look, they got to spin the wheel. Plus, the DFS wheel is back. We're going to bring the DFS wheel uh, back for the DFS show as well. Lots of fun to be had for Daytona as we wind down the regular season. Once again, thanks, everybody, for joining us and hanging out with us on this Sunday afternoon. JDK says it'd be uh, nice yep. to see Arvigwin. No, not this week. It's not coming this week because he's already locked in the playoffs now. It's got to mean something. It'll come in the playoffs. He's got one more. Phoenix. Him. It'll come to win that last championship. That'll that'll be where it is. Could be. Or spoil it for somebody that isn't. So, yep. uh, Martinsville. Right. That's Martinsville's the one you got to watch. That's where Jeff Gordon won his last year. Dale Jr. won his last year. Kevin can get his last uh, clock last over there for Martinsville. Yep. So, uh, all right, Cody. All right. Well, as we wrap it up, let everybody know where they can find you on social media. Yep, follow me on X, at Husker underscore Z. You can find all my work over there. Got a ton of stuff out. Uh, yeah, so follow me. Get it all over there. Check out the F1 Gambling Pod this week. We'll be back. IndyCar, we got the whole whole shebang. Five races this week. I'm excited. Indeed. Follow me on Twitter, at RJ Gomez. Link in the bio to everything I got going on, whether it's here, whether it is in between media, the back road. Uh, they're going to be going with uh, Elliot and Seth this week. I'll be off, but of course, I'll be back with more Fast Money on for frequency sake as well. We got a full week here. Like Cody said, all kinds of racing to cover, so make sure you keep it locked on both of our socials to find out where you can find it. Happy Corey the Joy Week. Get your bets in early. <laughs> Until then, everybody, let's go racing and let it ride.